Calm Your Mind Sessions, putting brain science, mindfulness and psychology together for your practical use. Join every week with Jess Bigonio, mindfulness coach, psychotherapist and author, as she gives you methods to calmly navigate your way through the latest world challenges. Welcome everybody to today's Calm Your Mind session. Um, some of you joining us live, some of you joining us on the podcast. And today's session um, is going to be all about compassion, and I'll get into that in a minute. But um, as usual, um, I'd like to start all of our sessions with a quick instant calm meditation. It just takes two or three minutes. So just to bring us into the present moment to give us a moment of centering before we begin the session. So I invite you all to find a comfortable seated position. And if it's okay with you, if it's comfortable for you, just gently closing your eyes. And we're just gonna start by taking some nice deep breaths in. And making the in-breath expand right into the belly so you're inflating your belly as if it were a balloon. And then releasing, letting go on the out-breath. Letting go of the weight of your body as it goes down through your sit bones into the chair, into the ground. And then beginning to notice the contact between your body and whatever it's sitting on or in contact with. That's noticing the feet on the floor. The sensations inside the feet, perhaps of pulsing or of tingling. And opening your ears to your sense of hearing, noticing any sounds that are in the room around you. And noticing any sounds outside the room. Allowing the sounds to come and go as new ones appear.
And then bringing your attention back again into the weight of your body. Noticing how it goes down through your sit bones, into the chair, into the ground. And then bringing your attention into the space around you, getting a sense of the objects around you. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes again. Okay. So hopefully that's brought you a little bit more of a sense of centeredness and presence as we go into today's session. So today I wanted to talk to you about compassion and um, last week we talked a little bit about the fact that we have a mix of negative and positive emotions and that that is part of the human experience, kind of accepting that and knowing that that's going to happen. Um, but then we also began to talk a little bit about what happens when we have a negative emotional experience and then we judge it. Um, and so when we do that, actually, we have this kind of double whammy of suffering of having the negative emotion, judging ourselves for having it, and then going into a bigger stress response. Um, there is a neuroscientist called Rick Hansen, a very well-known neuroscientist, and he talked about he talks about the, the stress um, response um, and the calm response as red and green zones, which I think is a really nice way of explaining it. So when we're in the red zone. We're kind of in a state of stress, of anxiety, of negativity. And when we're in a um, when we're in the green zone, we're kind of more calm, sense of mindfulness, sense of presence, and more in tune with our more positive emotions. And that the red zone is actually when we're being reactive, and the green zone is actually when we're being responsive. Okay, so what does that mean, reactive or responsive? Reactive just means that we are having kind of automatic reactions, instant reactions to situations and emotional experiences. Um, and this is kind of like not, not ideal because it's just very automated, we're not very aware, we're not conscious, we're not making um, positive choices for ourselves. Whereas responsive, zone, responsive mode, which is more to do with when we're in the green zone, um, means that we are um, more kind of present and aware of, of any experience that we have, negative or positive, and that we choose our responses, we choose how we're going to respond to those situations that are inevitable in life, okay? And one thing that can really, really help us to get more into green zone, to get more into responsive mode, is to bring an attitude of self-compassion to our experience. So self-compassion is kind of an, an antidote to um, judgment. So, you know, if we have a negative experience and we judge it and we beat ourselves up for it, um, we're going to go into a kind of stress mode. But if we can bring self-compassion to our experience, it brings us into the green zone. So just to give you an example, um, this is kind of a typical thing that we would, how we respond differently towards ourselves compared to a friend. So let's say um, a friend rings you and says, um, 
uh, you know, this guy that I was seeing um, called me and, and told me he didn't want to see me anymore because he's not ready for a relationship right now. He's just, you know, not been long enough with marriage. And, and um, so therefore he's not ready to have a relationship right now. Would your friend say to you, well, you know what it is, is you're a bit too, you're a bit too overweight. You're not actually funny enough. Um, maybe you're actually, you know, really, it's that like you're too old. And that's what he really meant. Okay. Kind of, you wouldn't say that to a friend, right? But isn't that the kind of thing that sometimes we say to ourselves when we have a, a negative emotional experience, like a, a disappointment or a rejection or something like that? We kind of turn this kind of self-blame and self-judgment. So self-compassion is the same as what we do with what we would do with a friend. We say, oh, you know, I'm sorry, oh, that sounds really tough. That's a hard time you're going through. Um, it's going to be okay. I'm here for you. Okay. So, big difference between those two kind of responses. And what we want to do is kind of try to be a little bit more like our own best friends. And that's what really self-compassion is about. Okay. Um, so the other thing that we do is, you know, as I, is, that is opposite to self-compassion is that we not only we start doing self-criticism, but we beat ourselves up for not doing things well enough. Okay. So, um, you know, I haven't done enough exercise, I didn't, I shouldn't have eaten that, um, all these kind of things, I, I should have got this done. Um, this kind of um, associated with this natural striving mode that we have that tells us, this you know, it's quite natural part of being human, which tells us that we need to be better, we need to strive, we need to get more, we need to get further. Um, and funny enough, I was talking um, to a friend last night who was really beating himself about being a procrastinator. And I said, well, because I was thinking about this session, I just said, well, you know, listen, beating yourself up is never a motivator. It never, ever motivates us to, to kind of um, to do better, to get further, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, well, but surely you've got to beat yourself up a little bit. I can't just completely let myself off the hook for being a procrastinator. Um, you know, otherwise I'll procrastinate even more. And I said, well, has that worked for you so far? He's like, well, no, we just beat himself up for being a procrastinator. It doesn't, doesn't help. And so I was telling him about this experiment that they did, which is one that some of you may have heard before, if you've known me long enough, um, that they, um, they did this experiment where they got all these people to, do, to go on a healthy eating plan for a month. Okay, and then at the end of the month, they were all told they had to eat a donut. And half of the group... Um, we're told, hey, listen, it's fine. It's just a donut. You've done really well. You know, you've done this whole month of healthy eating. It's just a donut. Don't worry. Just eat the donut. Enjoy it. And the other half were just not told anything. They were just told they had to eat the donut. They weren't even told that it was bad, but they just, you know, human brain kind of, they ended up beating themselves up about it. And then they were all offered a tray of chocolates and were said that they could eat as many as they wanted. So the question is, which group ate most chocolates? Was it the one that was told it was okay to have the donut or was it the one that wasn't told anything? And so most people would say, well, just, yeah, the ones that were told it was okay would eat most chocolates, right? But no, in actual fact, because they were, um, they weren't beating themselves up, they were more wanting to take care of themselves, 
the group that were given kindness actually ate less pure chocolates. And the, the other ones were like, well, sod it, I've eaten the donut now, I'm just going to keep going. And just, you know, more self-flagellation, more beating up, more kind of, uh, all of that self-criticism. So it doesn't work. We really need to try to, if we can switch into self-compassion and kindness towards ourselves, not only do we, uh, are we more in responsive mode, not only is it better for our, our well-being, but it actually helps us to move forward in, in life in a, in a way that, um, that, you know, kind of has this knock-on effect, making us just feel generally better about ourselves. So what, how do we practice self-compassion? Okay. It's something that is not necessarily natural and um, it needs to be, it needs to be practiced basically. So just to kind of, let's just do a very, very mini practice. I want you to just bring to mind something that you've been beating yourself up for recently. Maybe little, it can be big, I'm sure we can find one. Um, and then just kind of take a hand and just gently lay it on your cheek. And just kind of say to yourself, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Or something like forgiven, forgiven. Okay. Some of you might notice that you're not feeling anything when you're doing this. Or some of you might notice that you're feeling a sense of warmth and kindness. If you're not feeling anything, notice that you might be beating yourself up for that too. And so offer the same. <laughs> okay, it's okay, it's okay, forgiven, forgiven. All right. It's this kind of more of an intention that we need to start cultivating towards ourselves that then over time can become more of a feeling. For some people, it's, you can, for some people they can access it really quickly, for some people it takes more practice. Okay, but it's, all of it is about accepting ourselves for who we are okay so in today's practice we're going to do a meditation that involves a little bit it's going to be a little bit different to the normal ones it's going to be a mindfulness practice but we're just, I'm just going to bring in a bit of guiding around this trying to cultivate this idea of compassion actually towards others as well as to ourselves towards ourselves okay so if you're ready get yourselves into a comfortable seated position Closing your eyes if it feels comfortable. If not, just remembering always that it's okay to open your eyes and fix them on something still. If you feel sleepy or if you feel uncomfortable. Otherwise, keeping them closed to help you to concentrate. And any self-compassion or compassion practice starts with presence because we need to be present to be able to be aware with anything that we do. So first of all, coming home to your body and noticing the feeling of your feet on the floor. Or perhaps the sense of your body in its seat. 
Noticing any points of contact between your body and anything you're sitting on. And noticing any internal sensations that may be arising right now. Beating of your heart. Feelings of pulsing or of energy moving through the body. And reminding yourself that for this practice, you're not just bringing awareness to your experience a loving and kind awareness. You could choose to adopt a physical gesture that represents this caring attitude. Perhaps by putting a hand on a cheek or on your heart. Noticing how your body responds to the physical touch, the warmth of your hand. And feel free to leave your hand there or to put it down whenever you like. And now choosing to take a few deep breaths, like we did in the very beginning, really filling your belly on an in-breath, extending the breath right up into the ribs, into the collarbones, and making the exhalation nice and long. Allowing yourself to release as you exhale. And then letting your breath return to a normal, natural rhythm. Letting go of any control of the breath. And simply following its inflow and outflow. Your mind will probably wander, and when it does, you could try simply calling back your attention 
with the same quality you might use with a puppy that's wandered off. Gently but kindly bringing it back, ushering it back to where it needs to be in the moment. Just letting your awareness rest in your breath. Breathing in and out. And so when you're ready, begin to pay particular attention to the inhalation and notice that as you breathe in, you're giving yourself what you need in the moment. You're nurturing yourself with each in-breath. And if you're struggling in any way in your life, breathe in some other quality that you might need. Perhaps kindness or love or compassion. With no expectation, no need to feel anything particular, just having this intention. Breathing in this quality with each inhalation. Perhaps there's a word that rests easily on each in-breath. A word that represents what you need. Or perhaps it's more general, golden light, a quality of warmth. Whatever feels right for you. And so now switching your attention to the out-breath, And as you breathe out, bring to mind someone you know or are aware of who is struggling and needs compassion. Allow their image to arise in your mind's eye. Direct your out breath to them. Sending them what they need in the moment. Kindness, love, compassion. Again, this may take the form of a word that gently rides on your exhalation. Or a feeling of warmth. With each out breath, 
sending something good to this other person who is also struggling. And noticing that all human beings struggle at some point. So breathing in something good for yourself, like compassion and kindness, and breathe out something good for this other person. In and out, one for me and one for you. Letting yourself be absorbed by the breath of compassion. Breathe in and breathe out. Compassion in, compassion out. You can hold your own suffering fully and also hold the suffering of this other person Ride it like the waves on the ocean. And so now releasing your focus on the breath and practice and simply coming back to your body Allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling in this moment and to be exactly as you are. And so drawing your attention back into the weight of your body. Noticing how it goes down through your sit bones into the ground. And as we begin to bring this practice to a close, Letting go of any judgment that you might have had for your experience and congratulating yourself for having this intention to nourish yourself in this way. And beginning to move a little. Bringing your attention back into the space around you.
And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Okay, having a little stretch. Well done, everyone. And thank you for everyone who's joined on the podcast and um, wishing you well, wishing you fantastic week ahead.